Welcome to Watch Therefore. Our Savior Jesus told us to watch for His coming, and the signs that He spoke of are all around us, shouting, Watch Therefore, and be ready. So join me, Dove Schwartz, as we learn to watch and prepare for the coming of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to Watch Therefore. We're watching for this great King, this great Savior, the one who redeems us from the slave market of sin, Messiah Jesus. He told us to watch, therefore, and be ready, because we don't know the hour the Son of Man is coming. Dove Schwartz here in northern Israel, thankful and praising Messiah Jesus that I'm saved and that he's coming for me. How about you? Let's have a word of prayer. I have a special program from the Word of God. And the word of God makes things special. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, thank you that we're saved. Thank you for being so good to us. Thank you for your loving kindness toward us. Thank you for every listener today. Please bless, bless, bless them, Father. In Messiah Jesus' name, I ask it. Amen. Well, there's a story that many of you who are listening know in the Bible. It's the story of when our Messiah Jesus who happened to be at Caesarea Philippi, where we're about to be with our tour. That's one of the places we go on our tour here in Israel. I encourage everyone to stay on top of watchtherefore.tv and, and to keep updated on when we have tours to Israel. Anyhow, so uh, Peter is there with the other apostles and our Messiah Jesus, and, and he asks them, uh, he asks them, who do people say that I am? And, and they answer, and he says, well, who do you say that I am? And, and Peter says, you're, you're the Christ, you're the Messiah, you're God the Son, the Son of God, and all that comes with that, you're the Son of David. And, and, and so Messiah Jesus said, flesh and blood hasn't revealed this to you, but our, but, but our Father in heaven. And, and, and wow, Peter is, is really, well, he gets puffed up about this. And then he goes to then rebuke the creator of the universe, who says he's going to the cross to die for our sins. Think of this. Think of this. He's going to rebuke the creator of the universe who's going to the cross for our sins. And so the creator of the universe uh, begins to then rebuke him. And he gets very humbled. And um, that's the context in which... Uh, I'm going to uh, bring up these next verses. That's the context uh, that it that it comes out of, right? And, and so, uh, here we go in verse 24. Here we go in verse 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in, his, in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. Assuredly, I say to you, there are some standing here who shall not taste death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. In his kingdom. So, so we see here that uh, we have important passages that involve our identity and what the Lord calls us to in this Christ life, this walk with Messiah Jesus. 
Um, and there's even speaking here of our works of grace and our destiny. We'll talk about all this is wrapped up in this passage. I want to start off with sharing with you a testimony. There was a wonderful man named Stan Telchin. Uh, he's with the Lord now. He's passed away. But Stan was an amazing man. Um, when Stan was uh, 70 years old, he retired from being a full-time pastor. And when many would go off to the golf course at that point after retiring, not Stan, he then went on to be a full-time missionary with Jews for Jesus. And so that's the context in which I met Stan. I was serving uh, with, uh, that, with that ministry up in New York City one time. And uh, Stan was leading a, uh, a, a discussion uh, a devotion with a bunch of, of believers in the Lord who were some of the most committed believers that I had ever met at that time. And and so Stan asked this question, and I never forgot it, and I never forgot the wonderful answer that he gave. He asked this. He said, if you could describe yourself in one sentence, how would you do it? What would you say? What describes you in one sentence? Well, many answered, and so I would ask you today, I'll ask you that, I'll ask you, if you would describe yourself in one sentence, what would it be? And many of those answered, and, and, and many, many may be thinking today as you answer, well, um, you know, I'm, a, I'm a, 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 a mother, I'm a, I'm a wife, I'm a father, I'm a husband, I, I, I want to be God's man, I, I go to this church, I'm part of this denomination, I'm a Baptist or a Pentecostal or, 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 or whatever it may be. So the way Stan, after listening to everyone, responded, he said, you know, those are very good answers. But here, I think, is the best answer. I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. Because if that is our authentic identity, everything else that we would put a handle on or a title on, or that requires responsibility and identity, all of it would fall into line perfectly as it is supposed to. The closer we are to being an authentic disciple of Jesus Christ. And and so with regard to discipleship in Jesus Christ comes the call. Call to what? Well, here it is. Then Jesus said to his disciples, that, see, that's supposed to be me. That's supposed to be you. Are you a disciple of Jesus Christ? What is a disciple? It's one who has given his life to follow the rabbi. Uh, people, the, the, a lot of people don't understand the Bible's a Jewish book. And so if you take it out of its Jewish context, it doesn't mean the same thing in many cases. For example, when Messiah Jesus said, if... Um, Take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And we think, well, yeah, those, a yoke goes on farm animals. It's an instrument, a farm instrument goes on animals. And da, da, da. Well, that's true, but that's not what Jesus the Lord was talking about. There was a tradition in Judaism at that time. As itinerant rabbis would travel around Israel, they would teach their Talmudim, in English, their disciples, how to keep the 613 laws of Moses. And that's why Messiah Jesus said this. He said, take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What does this mean? Well, to take the yoke of a rabbi upon 
oneself is what discipleship was. He would take that rabbi's interpretation of the 613 laws and how to walk them out, or halacha, they would say in Hebrew, how to walk out the law. They would take that upon themselves and they would become that rabbi. They would identify with that rabbi. They would, as they said in Israel at that time, they would have the dust of the rabbi's sandals on themselves because they would follow that rabbi all over in his life. And he would teach them through his own life how to follow the God of Israel. Well, what what did Messiah Jesus do? He was an itinerant rabbi. They would always say to him, rabbi this or rabbi that. So when they became his disciples, they took his yoke upon them. And his yoke of grace is easier and his burden is light. Now, that doesn't mean it's not as holy. To the contrary, it's much more holy and it has a much higher standard. That's the the, the foolishness and deception of Western Greco-Roman Christianity versus biblical Jewish Christianity or faith in Messiah Jesus. It's that... Um, I believe, so I do. I believe, so I do. I believe, so I live this way. Where Roman Greco is, I believe, and that's intellectual, but that doesn't necessarily have anything bearing on my life. It's, it's, it's intellect. Remember the guys in Mars Hill in the book of Acts and Paul went to Athens and they were all sitting around talking about these great deep thoughts. Well, that's Greco-Roman Christianity. It's, it's intellectual, but it really has no value or implementation in my life. Now, the reason I went into all that was to, to help explain what this means. To be a disciple of Messiah Jesus, to take his yoke upon them, has a call. And it's this. If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Let him deny himself take up his cross and follow me. I'm going to take a break right here. And this is where we're going to pick up after this break. Now, this break is for the purpose of sharing with our listeners, our new television program that's going to start in January. And and so the way that you can keep up with what we're doing with our watch therefore media is to go to watch therefore.tv that's watch therefore.tv and on watch therefore.tv our television show we're going to preach the watch therefore message that messiah jesus is coming any moment we're going to uh, in the clouds for his people to take us to that place he's prepared for us to prepare for the wedding ceremony uh and then we're going to come back with him when he returns to rule and reign on the earth and so he's coming any moment for us to watch therefore message the message of the faithful servant who's watching for the master to come and doing what the master commanded we are about to be in uh up to with an availability in north america of 42 million homes uh and a satellite that goes to 75 percent of the world on television so it's a real big step it has big uh opportunities and also big responsibilities and costs so I would ask anyone who's listening who's interested in hearing more and getting involved more, this is a real opportunity. We're going to present Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nations, our ministries to the world or much of the world through this TV ministry. And for many of you, you would appreciate this and maybe you want to get involved. And also, when you give to Watch Therefore this month, you help keep this program on the radio this month So and on one place this month. So contact us at watchtherefore.tv if you're interested in hearing more. 
And uh, as you financially partner with us, you help keep Watch Therefore Media going out to promote watching for King Jesus to come and doing what he commanded. Real discipleship, like I'm talking about today in the program. Having said that, let's go back to that. Messiah Jesus said, if anyone desires to come after me, this is real discipleship. If anyone wants to be my disciple, right? Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. You see, the ultimate denying of self is to take up our cross. We know a lot about the cross Jesus died on, but we know very little about the one he's given us to carry. And the one he's given us to carry is this. I heard a pastor put it so well, and I'll just basically repeat what he said. He said, the Lord calls us to a life that entails public, slow, painful, humiliating death. The Lord calls us to a life. This is real discipleship in Messiah Jesus. No servant is greater than his master. A life of slow, painful, humiliating, public death. Wow. Where do I sign up for that? Sounds great, right? You know, I was sharing this with someone one day, and he said, you know, it's funny. He's in his 70s, so JFK, John F. Kennedy, initiated the Peace Corps. And basically with the Peace Corps, they said, you're going to get paid almost nothing. You're going to work long, hard hours. And you're going to be in a foreign place living in very difficult conditions. And this guy that I was talking to, he's in his 70s, he said, when I heard that as a young man, I said, where do I sign up? Well, the kingdom of God is much more valuable than the Peace Corps. Right? And so there's something about, there's something about paying a price, paying a price for that which is of great value. Now, nobody can buy their salvation. Doing these things, following Jesus this way is not how we're saved. We're saved by grace through faith. But grace that saves us is grace that gives us understanding and a desire to be like our master and to deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow him. See, uh, salvation, the gospel is free. Why? Because we don't have anything to buy it with. We're bankrupt in sin. But discipleship costs everything you do have. And that's what Jesus our Lord is saying here. This American, and people get mad at me and they get turned off because they feel like it's unpatriotic when I say, uh, talk about Americanized Christianity. But let me tell you, Americanized Christianity is not authentic. So it can't help Americans. Or it is very much hindered from authentic faith in Messiah Jesus in its helping of Americans. You see? The way that we are eternally blessed and not just helped temporarily in this earth, the way we are eternally blessed is through the authentic truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the truth that sets us free, right? And so that's how we're blessed in this life and the next and, and so blessings don't always come in comfortable, um, cushy, ushy, uh, touchy-feely packages. No, blessings come in being a good citizen of the kingdom of God. And so to deny myself is not the American Christian gospel. To take up my cross. No, wait, I just look at Jesus' cross and that's enough for me. No, we have a cross. And as we carry our cross, what we do is... 
we bear about in our body and in our lives the dying of Jesus Christ. That's what it says in 2 Corinthians. I know this is foreign to so many. This is Bible. This is the Bible faith in Jesus. This isn't the Americanized faith in Jesus. This is the Bible faith. This isn't the Bible perverted and twisted to fit Americanized Christianity. You can, you can torture the scriptures enough to make them confess to anything if you take them out of context to fit them in uh, the, 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 the false narrative of what American modern Christianity is. But real faith in Jesus says, I'm going to lose my life to find my life because that's what Messiah Jesus says. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. That's what our Savior Jesus said. There even it's even in red letters in my Bible. And and so in Second Corinthians chapter four, the Apostle Paul is trying to teach Western Roman Greco thinking people in Corinth who have tried to turn their faith in Jesus into something that will be make me more comfortable, make me more profitable, make me have a better life in this life. What, but our Savior Jesus said, to find life, you have to lose your life. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, here's the real gospel. Paul's teaching them, this Corinthian church who's gone crazy into selfishness in the name of Jesus. Hello, American Christianity. He, he told them, we are always bearing about in our body the dying of the Lord Jesus. Why is that? Well, he answers, that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our mortal body. That's why it says in, in Greek, really, it's, in English it's translated a little, in Greek it says, I have been and I am being crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Not yet I, but Christ lives in me in the life. I live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Real faith in Messiah Jesus says, I must die that he might live. It's not some kind of physical, suicidal weird thing like someone who's lost or someone who just doesn't get it might try to interpret it no it is my vision my ways my thoughts my natural inclinations to live for myself have to die so that as i live on this earth it's not me who's living but christ who's living through me a really great analogy is this, the woman with the alabaster box. She had this box of expensive perfume, but you know what? It would be of no experiential value if it stayed in the box. But once she broke that box open, the aroma from this beautiful perfume filled the room. And she used this expensive perfume to anoint the feet of Jesus and to anoint him for burial. Yes? She used it to anoint the body of Messiah Jesus before he went to the cross. This is a woman who got it. The Lord Jesus in this chapter in 16, he's telling the boys about his crucifixion and all that, but the boys didn't get it. But there's a woman who got it and she came and she, she took this expensive oil and she poured it out on Messiah Jesus and anointed his body for burial before he went to the cross. She got it. She understood the cross. Yes. And so many today miss it. Without a crucifixion, there can be no resurrection. Yes. Yes. And as, as we deny ourselves, and as we take up our cross, and as we follow Jesus, our flesh, our selfishness, our, the things that are in these bodies that cannot go to heaven, they have to be changed in the twinkling of an eye, they will be. When the Lord comes, watch, therefore, 
these things that are in us now, there's such corruption in our bodies that corrupt our soul and our, our thinking, our, our speaking, our living, that as we, they are crucified by the cross the Lord gave us to carry. As we deny ourselves and, and we must decrease and he must increase, it becomes our life. The oil of the Holy Spirit then comes out from the broken, crucified flesh and comes out and touches the lives of others. That the love and the kindness and the goodness of Jesus the Lord comes out of our lives. And that's called discipleship. Discipleship. Well, we see this. For the Son of Man will come in in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. Wow, there's the works right there. You see, the works of the flesh will make it so people go to hell. Assuredly, I say to you, there are some standing here who shall not taste death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. When the king comes in his glory, there will be a great judgment that will begin to take place. There will be the sheep and goats judgment. And uh, here on the earth, the sheep are the ones who are believers and who believe through the tribulation, who lived through until Jesus came. The goats are those who go to hell. And they live through the, the they they live through the tribulation and are judged as by their works as being unrighteous, yes. And I could go into what those works are. I don't have time right now. We're about finished with this program. But the thing is, those who have works of grace, those who have walked in Messiah Jesus, they've been saved and they've lived out the Christ life. It is their works that don't save them, but reflect that they are saved. Those will stand before the Son of Man at the bema seat, the the uh, judgment seat of Christ after we've been taken up in the rapture and, and, and we will be judged and, and our works will be tested by fire, it says in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5. Yes, and, and there will be some things that, that are burned up as wood, hay, and stubble. Those are the works of the flesh, even as a believer. But then there were other things. Those works of grace done by the Holy Spirit from the life of one who has been crucified with Christ and taken up their cross to follow him. And those things, it says in Revelation 19, those things will be the righteous acts of the saints and we will be dressed in white linen that reflects those righteous works. Yes? Isn't that exciting? That's called destiny, folks. That's called destiny. Yeah? Hallelujah. Uh, and, and to her, let me go to Revelation nineteen seven and 8. Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory for the marriage of the lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. This is the works done by the Spirit, the works of grace from walking out our faith in Messiah Jesus. And to those one day it will be said, well done, thy good and faithful servant. That's the day I'm living for. How about you? Let's pray. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, bless all of our precious listeners today. Thank you for your precious word. By your spirit now, we ask that you would fill us. And, and by your spirit now, we ask that you would give us wisdom and understanding and a fear of God, which is the beginning of wisdom, that we might deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow you, Lord Jesus, to be faithful servants, to be authentic disciples Messiah Jesus, Father, oh Lord Jesus, do this in your people. Find us ready when you come for us in the clouds. 
Thank you, Messiah Jesus' name, Father. Amen. Our time is up. Remember to watch therefore and be ready. Messiah Jesus is coming. Amen. Thanks for listening today, and please join me every day, Monday through Friday, unless our Lord Jesus returns for us this week. This program is listener-supported and depends on tax-deductible donations to stay on the air. Give to Watch Therefore and contact me through our website at watchtherefore.tv. You can also send tax-deductible donations to Watch Therefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. Again, by the web, watchtherefore.tv, and mail, watchtherefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. You can also call me right now at 713-624-0943. That's 713-624-0943. Keep watching for Messiah Jesus.